0: Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Jason Sarney here with finmaniacs.com, and this is going to be our 2020 All-22 Coaches Film Finale with Jay Fiedler. How are you, Jay?
1: I'm doing okay, Jason. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing okay. You know, we're going to kind of turn that page, go from the 2020 season now to the off season. We're not done. We will be back here and there. But now we're going to talk about, before we get into developmental progress of Tua, there was some news today. It was some odd news from the last, I guess, 24 hours in the social media world, but the Miami Dolphins will be moving on from offensive coordinator Chan Galley. Jay, when you were following this news, this is a little bit of an enjoyable social media breaking, I guess I would say.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it was, uh, you know, Adam Schechter, I think, was the original uh, guy who, who, who broke it uh, and ESPN climbed on. That was, that was kind of an interesting uh, a twist. You know, kind of forced uh, uh, Greer and and uh, uh, and Flores to come out and say he wasn't fired, and then you know a day after that, uh, you know the resignation, and uh, you know who knows what ha- happened behind closed doors. Whether you know it was Chan's decision uh, uh, to to move on, or or you know whether that was uh, you know something that uh, you know they kind of let him go on his own terms, uh, you know, a, a forced resignation. You know, we don't, we don't know, and I don't think we'll ever know that, uh, that answer. Uh, you know, they'll be pretty tight-lipped uh, in the organization, as they should be. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely interesting news. I'm sure, uh, uh, you know, as, as a rookie quarterback coming in, um, you know, you, you want to have some continuity, uh, you know, going from year to year. You know, obviously, you know, there's going to be new players every, you know, every year, every time. But when you're learning and just getting, you know, getting started, you know, into your career, you know, it helps to, you know, have that same system, you know, year in and year out. You know, there's a reason why, you know, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you know, guys like that, Aaron Rodgers, you know, in year seven, eight, nine, you know, ten, within the same offensive system, you know, are, are able to just take the game to, to such a new level because their knowledge is, you know, is, uh, uh, you know, so beyond, uh, you know, a PhD level that, you know, they're able to do things, you know, just off of instinct. And that's where you want to play as a quarterback, is you want to play with instinct. You don't want to play, you know, with anything, you know, any thoughts kind of roaming around in your head of, you know, what does this mean? What is, you know, the terminology here? You know, how quickly can I get the words out? Does it, you know, do I say something and automatically know, you know, process exactly what it means? Because that's what happens after, you know, over time, you know, when you're in the, 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 the same system for an extended period. Um, you know, but, you know, there's also, you know, some, some things to be said about, uh, you know, bringing fresh eyes and, and, and fresh coaches in as well. Uh, you know, I went through my career 10 years playing in the league and I think I had eight different uh, offensive coordinators. Uh, now, it made it difficult to, you know, pick up things, terminology, get comfortable with the, with the system year in and year out. But I also had different perspective on plays. And, and what you find is, you know, everyone, you know, every coordinator, uh, you know, offensive football, uh, there, there are some standards across the board. There are standard plays that are just in every single offense. Uh, you know, sometimes you get a different coach that teaches things a, a, a little bit different way that you could connect with that, uh, you know, you, you look at a play and, and how it shapes up a little bit differently and you get different perspectives. And, you know, over my career, I learned a lot from being with different coaches. Uh, You know, one coach, uh, you know, for example, uh, when I was in Minnesota in in 1998 uh, with Brian Billick as the offensive coordinator, you know, our our team was uh, talent-wise so far, you know, above and beyond, you know, anyone else out there, you had Chris Carter, Jake Reed, Randy Moss uh, on the outside, Robert Smith, you know, you could do just about anything. So, you know, the, the philosophy was not to get too complicated, but, you know, let your playmakers go out and make the plays. So, you know, your thought process was more on where can I find my matchup? Where's my, you know, uh, do I do I like how, you know, they're rotating their defense, uh, matching up on, you know, the, the, uh, on, uh, Randy Moss, or do I like the matchup with Chris Carter against, uh, you know, uh, a different D-back, you know, however your uh, 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 play call, you know, however your scouting process went uh, that week, uh, you know, that determined, hey, you know, don't don't overthink it uh, too much, you know, find your matchup, go to your guy and and, and let, him, let him eat, uh, you know. And then, you know, I got down to Jacksonville the following year and, you know, again, we had some, some great talent. But with uh, Tom Coughlin, it was more about, you know, going through your read process a little bit more, going through your progressions, uh, you know, knowing that you had uh, different guys. And just the way that different uh, coaches attack an, uh, an offense philosophically, uh, you know, getting those different perspectives sometimes, uh, you know, helps over the course of uh, of developing as a quarterback.
0: And it's going to be interesting, and you make great points there. Yes, I do believe you're exactly correct. We'll probably never know exactly the real true story, and that's exactly the way I'd prefer to go in and think about it because that's the way it should be. And in terms of just the development, yep, help is on the way for Tua. You're going to break it down, really, uh, and show not negative – plays, positive plays, that maybe in a year or two, two is just going to get such a sense where it becomes great plays, even that split second making that decision before. And you got a good play here queued up to Mike Kosecki.
1: Yeah, well, I, I just I pulled this one play out. Uh, you know, it was, it was a positive play. And, uh, you know, if, you, if the, the, the casual fan is looking, you know, at this play and going through it, uh, you know, it's third and ten. You know, tough situation. They, they hadn't gotten a lot of third down uh, conversions up until then. I don't know if they had any before this play. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, you know, third and ten on you know on your plus thirty nine going going in. Uh, it was later on in the game. I think this was in third third maybe in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think it was actually fourth quarter. Okay, but Buffalo's still playing. Whoever they got in there is, is playing hard. They they don't want to give up any more points. Um, And Tua rips a nice, uh, you know, seam throw to Gasicki down the middle of a cover two defense. Positive 23-yard gain gets him down to the to the 16. They actually scored on the next play uh, with Ahmed uh, running up the middle. So uh, you know, let me just go ahead and play this and you know show the positive of this. Okay, they roll into a cover two. You got Gasicki running down the middle. All right. Tua throws it down to him. We've been talking, you know, for a couple of weeks how Fitzy loves throwing those seams, getting them downfield. We want to see Tua do the same thing, get the ball to Gasicki down the seam, okay? And right there, you know, you look at this play, 23-yard, great, uh, great positive play. But if you want to, uh, you know, if we go back and dissect it, okay, what we see is, you know, big windows where Gasicki could have caught this ball a little bit sooner okay and for a seam route generally you want to get the ball in the in the uh uh, player's hand running on a seam route and around that 18 to 22 yard range okay so you know from the 39 yard line you know you want to get that ball in his hands from around the 21 to the 20 you know to the 19 basically uh you know maybe into the 18 uh, uh yard line okay now let's just see where he ends up catching the ball here. Okay. Right now he's in that 18-yard range. Okay. And look at the window that he's got right here. Okay, this linebacker didn't carry. You got room to throw the ball up and over that first level, drop it into Gasicki here. And if you get the ball on him right now, where he catches it as he's crossing the 20-yard line, okay, now maybe there's a chance that he can make a football move. Okay make this safety miss and move on to to a touchdown, okay? But, you know, instead of catching the ball here and being able to to run with it afterwards, okay, Gasicki ends up getting the ball right there, okay, catching it on, you know, what is that, the 16-yard line. So now you're 23, 24 yards uh, downfield, and as soon as he catches it, he's getting hit. Made a great play holding on to the ball right here, yeah, but what, what you'd love to see is him catch the ball right here, okay? And in order for that to happen, the ball's got to be out when he's right here getting even with that linebacker, okay? And what you see from here is two is not even set up to make that throw. And I think a lot of the thing, you know, one of the things, if I'm his quarterback coach, okay, whether it's a private coach that he's working with uh, in, in the offseason, or, you know, back at the facility, whoever they bring in, uh, uh, you know, with the new offensive uh, coaching staff, uh, you know, whether they elevate a the guy like George Godsey, who, who worked with them a lot on the sidelines. Uh, and I think, you know, was very deserving of, of the opportunity. I think the tight ends, uh, you know, was one of the, uh, you know, uh, 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 best uh, units on the offensive side this uh, this season. Obviously, Gasicki had a big year, but, uh, you know, even Smythe and, and, and Shaheen, you know, when they had their opportunities, made some made some plays as well. So, you know, I do like the move, uh, you know, if they elevate Gatsi, uh, keeping that continuity and, and uh, you know, getting there. But, uh, you know, whoever, like I, going back to, to Tua, you know, whoever's working with him this offseason has got to get his timing with his feet uh, to match up you know, the, the plays that he's throwing to, okay, because right here he should be planted with his with his back foot ready to throw this ball, okay, and get the ball out as the tight ends crossing first level uh, of the defense, okay, but he sets, you know, he's he's got another split half second till he plants that back leg and now balls out when he's already in the clear, okay, and we talked a lot about that is anticipating the windows where your receiver's going to and getting the ball on him when he hits that window, okay, not throwing him the ball as he's in that window. And then, you know, going into, to to you know, to, to a closing window, basically, uh, you know, that safeties uh, converge on, okay. And if I just go forward here to the end zone copy, okay, you'll see one of the issues, that I've seen that came up a lot throughout the whole season is this little false step that Tua has, uh, especially, you know, when he's in shotgun, when he's in, in drop back mode, okay? Now, when he does his, his RPOs, his uh, uh, play fakes, he's as quick to twitch as it comes. He's got a great quick release, gets the ball out, his feet move, you know, move and react quickly, okay? But when he gets into drop back mode out of here, and this is, you know, something that you see a lot uh, nowadays in, in quarterbacks that I work with uh, the younger level, okay, especially when they're in shotgun all the time, when they're just playing seven on seven for, you know, for a long time, is they end up with some lazy feet, okay? And lazy feet and you drop uh, ends up with bad timing, okay, on your routes. So I'm just going to put it in slow motion. Okay, you'll see right here at the snap, okay, watch his right foot. At the snap, guy okay, should be coming up in a second. Sorry, I stopped it a little too soon in the slow motion. But here we go. Okay, catch, step, and then he kind of hops onto that right leg first. And now uh, he's literally, you know, two steps into his drop. Okay, but that's really considered his first step of a, a of a drop. So, if you're in gun, you three step drop. For a lefty, that left foot is first, all right? That's number one, and then you know whether it's a slide, uh, uh, you know, or, or a crossover. Okay, two, three, okay, and then he takes that extra step to get set and throw. Okay, so if I'm throwing down into the uh, into the seam here, and I'm in the gun, okay, number one, uh, and I want to get into you know from under center, five-step drop. Which equates to a three-step drop, you know, and, and hitch and throw uh, from the shotgun. Okay, so he ended up taking that fall step, a three-step drop, and then you know whether you call that a, a hitch or or kind of an extra shuffle into four and five. Okay, it doesn't really matter, but either way, his timing's off. Okay, his back foot right now is just getting down into the ground to load into his throw. And Gasicki's already clear on this linebacker. Okay, so just you know, if we equate it to the uh, to, to to the sideline copy right now, okay, as soon as you see here, you got a leveled off uh, defender, linebacker, and a guy running full speed, six foot six down the middle of the field. Okay, there's no way, all right, if he's not carrying him right now, that he's going to make a play on this. This ball should be out right now, anticipating that window up ahead okay but at this point all right from here two has got one you know one more step in him to get that left foot loaded okay and now balls out here when he's already in the clear okay so you know for me you know i'd be working diligently all the all day long all off season long on getting his footwork uh uh, intact uh, whenever he's working with his with his receivers okay make sure that he's adjusting his footwork to whatever route those receivers are running okay and he's gotta you know get on the same page with them so that his feet can match up how he's processing uh you know the the the, the, the thought process of a play uh and be ready to deliver the ball at the time that it's supposed to be delivered
0: and honestly, if I'm looking at that, I'm very happy that that's what we're gonna need to watch for his development. Little tiny, yeah. tiny. Uh, look, you
1: know, timing, timing is you know something, especially in an offense that you you know you've never been in before, one that you're learning, you know, one that you didn't have an off season to 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 work in. Uh, you know, these are the things that that you know you really work in an off season. These are the things in uh, you know in OTAs and in training camp you know, that you nailed down is, you know, your timing as a quarterback and your footwork and the small little details, you know, that it takes on every single play. Now, who knows what, you know, this offseason has in store, you know, with, you know, COVID still, you know, out there. You know, there's talk of national championship game getting moved back. You know, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, in terms of the NFL. Uh, you know what their decision is going to be in, in terms of their off-season schedule. If they're going to allow guys to, you know, teams to to, to get together. If it's still going to be a virtual uh, a session. If they're going to allow, uh, you know, uh, uh, quarterbacks and receivers, teammates to even, uh, you know, get together privately, which is something that you know they restricted this past off-season. Uh, you know, so either way, you know, whatever they allow, uh, two has got to get with, uh, you know, with his teammates and start working on his timing, and getting his footwork down, uh, you know, eliminating those false steps, uh, you know, that he has at, at the start of his drop and getting, you know, set, set in the pocket a little bit quicker. So, you know, when he delivers a ball like this, it's out on time. And I think his receivers will uh, will like it a lot more when they're catching the ball with four, five, six yards uh, of uh, of room between, you know, them and the defender rather than catching the ball right when the defender's conversion.
0: And I think that's the number one thing that this offense really, truly needs is is the yak, the yards after the catch, that playmaking ability. Those playmakers should be on the way. And, you know, really honestly, looking at two, his first year, rookie year, let's call it a cup of coffee. You know, it wasn't a full season, no preseason, as you mentioned. No regular, just routine of OTAs and all that. So, if you think that there's one thing, if you mentioned it with the footwork, if that's the most important thing, what's the number one thing really for that next step next year when the playmakers are coming?
1: Well, uh, you know, like I said, I think you know that that that's a big key is, is getting you know timing his his feet with the uh, with the plays. Now, a lot of that you know is, is going to be determined you know, by what the offensive system is, uh, you know, going into next year, uh, you know, when they do uh, make a decision and, and, and hire a new OC. Uh, is it going to be the same system? Are they going to hire within? Uh, uh, are they going to keep that continuity? And that will allow him, you know, a, a head start at least uh, in, in working on those smaller details, you know, now of, of, of footwork and timing and, and, and the physical stuff there. And, you uh, Yeah, and then number two, uh, you know, he's just got to get into the film film room, okay. He's seen everything up close. He's seen it out on the field now, okay. And he's got to just understand, uh, you know, how defenses start to uh, disguise, uh, uh, you know, how how they roll, how they react uh, at the snap of the ball you know, where my protection should start uh, moving to, you know, all those pre-snap things we talked about on Monday, uh, you know, and, and previously, you know, those are things that he's got to study and and, and and build on, um, you know, and just understand, just 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 get into every single defense that he's going to be facing next year, you know, from a personnel level, understanding where your matchups might be, and then from a scheme level, also, uh, you know, understanding what they like to get to, what, you uh, you know, what they do in certain situations, whether it's blitz, whether it's third down, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, first down, if you cross the half field, whether it's red zone, uh, you know, all those different situations and just start charting, take notes, uh, uh, you know, build up your files on every single team, every every guy out there in the league uh, so he's ready to come into to training camp next, next year uh, with a big head start.
0: And now, as we go into the football off season, there will be no off season at finmaniacs.com. We'll have plenty of stuff for everybody. Now, Jay, when you ended a regular season, was there like a two day, one week? Was there a football detox period for you? What was re- really that next couple of day after the season ended for you?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, look, the, the the NFL season is such a long, grueling season. Uh, you know that you know everyone needs a break after that. Uh, you know, and depending on, you know, how far you go in the playoffs, whether you make the playoffs, what, uh, you know, what's going on with, you know, whether you have injuries that you're dealing with, uh, you know, that'll determine, you know, kind of your, your, uh, uh, you know, rest period and and, and regeneration period uh, that you take. You know, for me, it was, you know, usually just uh, uh, getting away on, on you know, whatever kind of vacation for a couple of weeks and, you know, after, a- after, uh, uh, you know, if we if we didn't make the playoffs, you know, I was ready to go as soon as you know Super Bowl week was 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 done. You know, I'm ready to go. If we're into the playoffs, maybe you take an extra you know week or two into February. You know, but you know, physically, you got to stay you know stay in shape. Can't let yourself you know get you know lose any any of what you built up. But you know, the 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 biggest thing is taking care of your body any injuries taken, making sure that uh, that, that they're all cleaned up, uh, you know, before you restart the engine again uh, in the offseason and cycle it back up. And, you know, it's a process, you know, going through the offseason uh, as well. And, you know, you have to work it in stages and, uh, you know, build yourself back up, peak, peak a little bit, let yourself rest a little bit, and then get on, get on to your next peak, uh, you know, as you get further into the offseason.
0: Well said for really all things in life, really. And thank you for everything that you've done, Jay. I had a terrific time breaking down film with you twice a week and uh, looking forward to doing it often uh, again. So thank you for everyone watching. We'll be doing a lot more fun stuff on the website. Check us out. And uh, check Jay's workout, what he does. And uh, anywhere else they could find you, Jay, in the next couple of months?
1: Well, absolutely. Uh, You know, you can find me at brookwoodcamps.com. Uh, or at Brookwood Camps on social media. Uh, that's my summer camp operation. And then, uh, you know, for football training and, and, and football uh, 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 camps and clinics that I run, it's primetimecamps.com or at primetimecamps on all social media. And just w- had to add one more thing going into this offseason and going into uh, uh, Hall of Fame season, uh, I got to do a shout out to my guy 5'4" being a finalist for the uh, NFL Hall of Fame selection, and it's time for this guy to get in. Uh, Zach Thomas, one of the all-time greats, uh, you know, certainly a Dolphin all-time great, uh, and he deserves uh, to have that bust up in Canton uh, with with all the other NFL all-time greats. My biggest question is if they, you know, once they sculpt that bust for him, is it going to have a neck?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is fantastic. I hope it comes with that and some Cheetos because I heard the legendary story of him breaking down Cheetos and everywhere in his <laughs> Cheeto film. But oh yeah, you said it. I will literally celebrate. I've never seen a Super Bowl victory. I could imagine what it would be like. But I think the closest thing that I would have would be like celebrating that cult victory in the playoffs if Zach Thomas gets that birth into the Hall of Fame. He deserves it. I'll be tracking, and I know you will. And I know all of us out there are praying that 5-4 gets in. But thanks again, Jay. Happy and a healthy New Year to you and family. And we'll see you next
1: time when we break down some film here. Take care, everyone.